Welcome back, everybody. This is Elias on House. We are on episode 237. I'm here with Mr. David Arona. Hey, hey. And I am your host, Louis Brown. Because I'm hosting, uh, Bobby will not be with us to talk some Galaxy this week, unfortunately. And he'll be back uh, next week uh, when we talk about the, uh, the, the two losses again. I mean, you know what? We'll talk about the Galaxy next week. We're talking about the Galaxy next week. We'll leave it at that. Uh, but today we're talking about the loss against Austin. First time the Galaxy ever traveled to Austin and um, 2-0 loss. Uh, really, really <laughs> like just like take the wind out of the sails 2-0 loss too. Because uh, as you said, they're windless in seven and you have this one circled on the calendar. If you were going to circle on the calendar, what's a, t- what's a game that the Galaxy can just win? Like not even thinking about it. Let's get a win here and let's start pushing toward the playoff, right? This was it. I mean, it was Houston at home. It was it was this game, right? This was gonna be the one. And if you listen to some of the other, if you listen to the, the other will, galaxy, well, will... if you listen to some of the other galaxy content, especially Josh Gessman, he was saying, and I'm not calling him out about, about this, I'm just I'm just repeating what he said that. This is going to be the game where we're going to see who Greg Vanny thinks his best starting 11 is. And who do we see? He's got Bond and Goal, Araujo, Koulibaly, Steris, and Villafania. We had Leggett, Jonathan Dos Santos, Revelosin, Cabral, Chicha, and Vasquez. On paper, that seems like it could be a good, a pretty good lineup. Don't you think? But, man, they just, it's the same just the it, it, it's the same failures it's the same failure points they cannot finish in the first half they get punished for it in the second half it's a tale as old as time for this season and last season and two seasons for three four seasons at this point the thing is i have no I, i've said this before and i'm gonna sound like a broken record i have no explanation as to why this galaxy team has regressed so much there's a curse um, it's witches I, I it has to be it has to be right. I mean, I I said that with um, like Vancouver, and I said they got like some bad juju on us. I, I think that was one of the episodes that you missed, Dave. Uh, it was uh, Bobby. And oh, I, I remember like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but now it's just. I mean, it, this is bizarre on a whole another level. It, it just really doesn't make that much sense because you would think that the Galaxy, who were constantly bringing in new players, who were constantly tinkering with the starting lineup and formations and whatnot, and you had, a, you had the chemistry issues, you had the, you know, you, you, you were learning this new system, everything was on the up and up, right? You may not have looked good winning those games, but you found a way to win. And that's what got everybody encouraged. You found a way to win. And imagine what happens when this team starts playing together more often, playing with the heart that they were playing with, the intensity, the just that drive of we are getting out of this cellar. This is a brand new day. We are not that same team anymore. And they made us believe. And the more and more they played together, the shittier they got. (laughs) And I don't, I mean, that just doesn't make any sense what's funny is that while the galaxy 
who are trying to figure themselves out while they're trying to get to know each other and figure out the chemistry. So was everybody else. They were so right, the rest good. Of the league. Right. Yeah. The rest of the league also had to try to figure them out and they couldn't do it. Now, when they said, okay, this is who we are. Oh, you're just the same old galaxy. <laughs> so, I mean, what other explanation do you have? We know that Greg Vanny's a good coach, right? We know that we has turned yeah. bottom yep. dwellers into like title holders. But but you also have to remember too that this is the first year he's in charge of this, and like there was a lot of freaking turnover for this team. So the fact that they fell apart is not all that. It shouldn't be all that surprising. Um, but there's also something to be said. There's also something to be said that it the way that Greg Vanny likes to play. He is he's a builder. It takes time for him to learn for the players and for everybody to learn the system and understand what it is that he wants done. And I think they responded well to him at the beginning. And as you said, they they maybe caught a lot of teams when they were vulnerable. And now teams are figuring it out. And they've and the galaxy has, I think, stayed the same. I don't think they've regressed. I think they stayed the same. Um, with with the exception of Chicharito because of the injury, right? Um and you, you, there's you a lot of there's a, there's a lot of new players. Well, no, I think he stayed the same, and I think everybody else figured him out and jumped up a level. Like this is a case where the galaxy stagnated, and everybody else started to rise up, and now we're seeing the leveling of MLS. Um, but there's definitely, I think, there's a big mental aspect happening within the team. I think that they've got it in their heads. That they're they can't score right now, and so that's gonna eat at them. So they just they need to get some goals. But to for me, if you're if you're in a position where you know that if you don't score first, you're not gonna win the game. You know that if you that you know that you need multiple goals probably to win the game. Why don't you put your goal scorers on the field? Why don't you put Jovalik on the field. Let me. So, so I think last week, when I just kind of impromptu, <laughs> just kind of spontaneously showed up, jumped in. Yeah, jumped in. Um, I think I had said something about the coach, and then you said I don't exactly remember saying in those words, but you said I made I made a one eighty on the coach. Um, let me ask you this. I I, I am not, and and I've said this last week. I think. We all agreed, like, nobody should be on the Vanny out train whatsoever. No, that's no. that's ridiculous. But when can we criticize Greg Vanny here? Because one of the things that we did say at the beginning of the season is that right now, Greg Vanny built a team. He built a foundation. Um, I can go back three months ago and pick out a bunch of different Twitter posts and how this team was perfectly built and Greg Vanny was the savior of the team and you know Chicharito was God and just all kinds of praise you know Grant Sears on the way up uh, Sego Kulabali was like a hell of a signing as was Derek Williams um a lot of praise from the galaxy now all of a sudden every single one of those Twitter users yeah the, the post have just again made a 180 Circumstances change expectations, and 
I'm one of those. When can we criticize Greg Bannon? Because one of the things that we said at the beginning of the year, he's got a good problem. He's got sure. players here where it's like, hey, you just brought in this player and this well, player and this player. Someone's got to sit out. Who's the odd man out here, right? And if you put one of those guys on the bench, guess what? Now you have some really good options that can make a difference off the bench, something that Scalotto never had. He never had a game changer. or He never had someone that could alter the course right. of a game and had a legitimate threat to you know, to score or whatever. You threw in kids who weren't ready or you threw in, you know, someone who just, (laughs) yeah, yeah, whoever, right? So now you have options off the bench. If you don't start Dos Santos, that's an option, but that's another story. That that guy is, he's done. Um, You know, you had Alvarez off the bench. You have Vasquez off the bench if you wish not to start him. You have Kleshton off the bench. Uh, which is a, a hell of a veteran le- uh, leader to be out there when either you need a goal or you need to, you know, calm down. Like, hey, let's regroup, yeah. right? Uh, you don't want to play two strikers? Cool. You have a second striker ready to come in if you need another goal. He has options, right? He has several options at his disposal. Yet he has not figured out his best eleven. He, and how to use him, and which yeah. is weird because he was doing it at the beginning of the season. He was using his subs perfectly. They made a difference. They came on. They changed the the, dyna- the dynamic of the game. They got results because of these substitutes. And the more time progressed, those subs became either less frequent because now we're seeing Greg Vanny make subs a little too late, or. They just haven't really made that much of a difference. Well, a couple who, of exceptions who have we here not and seen? there. Who have we not seen like lately? Adam Saldana, um, Cameron Dunbar. I think they're done. But like, there's also players that just you would think. Like I know Legit came off the bench right after he came out of uh, uh, when he came back from the U.S. national team, and he made a difference. Now they didn't get the results, but, but he made but, a difference. You can tell that the team kind of. But that's like, a guy you have to start. Like you have to start Legit when he, you know, when when he's healthy um you have to start him he do you though because i kind of feel that he would be more effective as a super sub at this point because it seems like he's more effective as a sub rather than him like being in the game and just kind of being a non-factor and just kind of like walking around and he might do something here and there i actually feel he's at this point he's better as a super sub i know you're not going to put him on the bench i understand that but i just feel he's more effective as a sub at this point Hmm. I can say the same thing for I can say the same thing for Cabral. By the way, I think he might be a little bit more effective yeah, off I, the I, bench. I agree. I agree with the Cabral shout because I think uh, we we saw it in the game that he did come in as a sub. Where the beginning of the game, you saw pretty clearly that you're missing somebody who can stretch the defense, and that's Cabral. But then when he came in, he actually looked like he was a little hungrier, and yeah. I, I'm I'm just I'm baffled as to why he continues to start because he doesn't give us. Other than stretching the field, he doesn't give us anything. It's so predictable, too. And I'll be honest with you, the game plan must be to play it up the side, uh, up Araujo's side. And it's insanely easy for teams to defend. As good as Araujo is, and he can get, you know, chances across and into the box, he's, you know, it's they're so easy to defend the Galaxy. They're so predictable in attack. Um, 
you know, when they panic, they go, they cycle back around and then they go to find Julian. But again, it's, it's, but again, we're talking about things. It's, it's performances of the players. I don't think it's necessarily a, a situation where they're not having a good reaction to the coach. I think it's a situation where maybe Vanny is being a little bit stubborn in in the game plan, but he's being stubborn, but also the players that he puts out there are not performing to his expectation. See, the thing is, is that a lot of these things that you said weren't an issue in the first half of the season, right? We saw Greg Vanny. But that's because the teams weren't as good in the first half of the season. I mean, sure, you can make that case, right? Uh, They hadn't figured it out. And then once they figured it out, once they saw the game plan, there you go. And, you know, when Greg Vanny showed up in Toronto, it took him like three years to build that championship team. Three years in Giovinco. You know what I mean? Like, you know what's funny is Chris Tucker, friend of the show, the other day, he tweeted some, something along the lines of like, damn, now I wish we would have gotten Giovinco. Um, for me, speaking of hypotheticals, do you, uh, think, uh, I, do, I know do you we, think the Galaxy would be better off right now if we had kept Bavon instead of getting Cabral? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, because what 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 you're, what you're doing? So the reason that you have Tucker saying, "I wish I would have gotten Giovinco," is the same reason that Victor Vasquez has been the only guy during this rough stretch that has been trying and capable of breaking down a defense that has just been sitting back and say, "Look, we're gonna put nine guys behind the ball here." I dare you to break us. And nobody except for Victor Vasquez has tried to do it. No one has the vision or creativity to try to break these lines. That's the problem. That's why Tucker, I'm assuming, say, I wish I had Jovinko because he had that talent and that creativity. Yeah. And again, yeah. ironically, it's one of those Greg Vanny guys. Christian Pavon, I think, had that. We said by far at the time, just... Forget the team that surrounded him. Forget the coach that put him in that spot. Christian Pavon was skillfully the best player in MLS by a long shot. You put this guy in on a Greg Vanny coach side, where now you have that guy breaking down defenses. You have that guy and Victor Vasquez breaking down defenses. Again, on paper, it would seem that you would be scoring goals. You would be able to break down defenses. The dynamic of that would change. Cabral is kind of, again, he, he puts himself in, in, in right positions. You can tell he reads the game. You can tell he has the IQ. It's just the playing style that's just not there. The finishing is not there, right? How many tapping goals could he have had? He probably could be right there with Chicharito, if he had those like goals go in, right? So it's not that he hasn't put himself in in a position to succeed. He just hasn't, you know, walked the walk, per se, right? So I think with Pavon, you have a guy who adapted well to the league and would have ran circles around a, a, a coach that was able to adapt to him. Mm. Um, I think we would be better off because, you know, I, I think the harshest thing I can say is while, and I, I, 
the thing is, I, he's not the worst guy. But you can say, well, with Cabral there, you may be playing with 10 men. But he's not the worst guy I could say that about. You, you say that with Jonathan. Yeah, with Jonathan, I think so. You're yep. playing with 10 men. Because that guy is absolutely a non-factor on this team. He is... He he gave us everything that he gave us in those first two seasons, and that was it. That that was nothing else. Um, and you can blame it on injuries. You can blame it on confidence. You can blame it on, you know, the way coaches want to use him. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It, like, um, he's been pretty useless to us in the past two two plus seasons. So, um, I think we're playing with ten men with him, but Cabral is, you know, not that far behind at this point. You wouldn't be saying that with Christian Balon, not. By like, a, it, it would be ridiculous if you would say that. So yeah, like you switch Pablo and 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 Cabral, we'd be a much better side, and I would prefer that a hundred times out of a hundred. Would you switch Alessandrini for Cabral with, um, with his injuries? This being, one's you know about the same. This, this is a little one, bit harder, right? Yeah, this one's a little bit harder in that Alessandrini was the best player in on a team that was full of people who shouldn't have been there, right? But, but, he was he, he was playing he with had, Division Two players. He also had just like heart just fucking right pouring out of his veins. Of course, um, but the, right now, also, right now the only the only guy I see that from is Chicha. Even though he's not in form right now, you can see him. He's out there. He's frustrated. He's getting Araujo. You know, he he's. That's true, but Araujo makes it look. He, he like, he's such a professional. You know what I mean? Like he's out there. He's got passion. He's got heart. But it's just like, that's his, 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 his baseline. You know what I mean? Like, that's the standard for him. I think with Alessandrini, I've had. The problem with him was, and we said this multiple seasons, was that, you know, he was the only guy doing anything in that first season in 2017. After that, he tried too hard where he kind of was on an island, on you know, on his own. He tried to do something. I'm not really sure if he would have. Well, I don't know, because, I mean, Greg Vanny wants his wingers to take players one-on-one, and Alistair Dreedy did that every single chance he got. So he was willing to try to break down defenses and take on players. So he might have fit that system. I, I think there's a part of me that says Alistair Dreedy had a lot of heart, and he would do exactly what he, you know, what, what Greg Vanny probably wanted him to do as far as that's concerned. Um, but like I said, I, I think Cabral gets a bad rap because of all the opportunities he missed. He, if he puts in those tapas, like I said, he's probably one of the leading goal scorers on the team. Um, how many sitters has he missed? I know we can count him on two hands. I, I guarantee we can count him on two hands. Yep. So how many toes for that? I, yeah. So I mean, it, again, it's it, it's not the fact that he's not getting the opportunities. Right? So he does that. We're singing a different tune. Of course, that being said, that's also a problem, right? It's, you know, another player like Babon or maybe Alessandrini does score those goals. So, yeah, um, yeah I think I think Cabral is just kind of like the easy scapegoat right here just because he's a DP. I'm um, not saying, and, and, and I'm not saying that like, the the season is hinging on Cabral. 
It's not. Um, it's not. No, it's, it's, not. It's, it's a lot more than that. But when you have a guy out there that is very obviously, I don't know if it's composure or what, like the shot that he took in Austin, just, oh my God. He, I, I think he took like one shot, right? And it was the one that went way high and way <laughs> wide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it might have hit the corner flag. <laughs> That's how off target it was. Um, but, you know, we, we we don't have finishers. And I don't know what it is that they need to do to figure that out. I mean, if you listen to Vanny's postgame press conference, he talked about how he saw positive things. And the the finishing part is the part that they haven't figured out yet but he feels like they're headed in the right direction and with what eight games left i don't know if that's the right you know message to send you said that this was a game that had to be circled like this was a like a win a, a game that's like yeah mm-hmm. that, that's a mm-hmm. win right that's that's guaranteed that has to be win that, that has to right. be points the thing is is that i said that about houston that's what i said but, this team is well done. right yeah houston too houston should have been that too yeah, and that was at home, and they dropped the ball there. That's when I said this team is done because that's what I said. If you can't beat Houston at home, you can't beat anybody. And going into that into the Austin game, like I was like, I don't feel confident about this. I know this should be a win, but it's they're not playing well. When you're not playing well, it doesn't matter who you put in who you, who's put in front of you. You're just you're not going to play well, and that's kind of what happened. Did they? For what it's worth, did the Galaxy play bad in Austin? No, they didn't. And I kind of understand what Danny is saying. I just don't entirely agree with it. Because you might be doing things right, but at this point in the season, and the way that the results have been going for you in the last seven games, this is no time for moral victories at this point. You're missing the playoffs. I said this the last, last episode when I jumped in. I claimed it right there. I said the Galaxy are missing the playoffs this year. Write it down. This is the episode where I say say it. It's official. They're done. David, have you jumped on that train yet? <sighs> Be honest. I'm not on the I, I'm not on the, the they're done. I'm on the like, yeah, we're gonna miss we're gonna miss them if they don't get on their shit. Um I'm not on the doom and gloom like, you know, I'm painting my fingernails black because we're missing the playoffs again, uh, train. You know what I mean? Like I'm you know, I'm not I'm not wearing my Jack Skellington socks and my uh, my well, event should. sevenfold, it's... my my ripped event sevenfold, um, you know, t-shirt, um, from Hot Topic because we're missing the playoffs. Well, um, I mean, I, I, I'm it's worried. I'm significantly, I'm significantly worried. If I'm worrying that it's because it's October, it's spooky season. It's not not because uh, not because we're missing the playoffs. But um, no, honestly, like I'm I'm worried now. I'm very worried. Last week we talked about. Whether or not we're worried, I said, yeah, maybe I think if we don't win in, in Austin, I'm worried. And now I'm worried. Um, I think that I can I can see a future where we don't make the playoffs now. Before, like a few weeks ago, didn't even pop into my head at all. So, that, that, okay, let, let's break down the schedule right now uh, real quick. So you got the game in RSL on Wednesday. Um, by the way, here's the thing. You look at the games in, in these past seven games. That they have not won. They, the, the last victory that they had was on August 14th on the road uh, in Minnesota. Okay. The week before that, they dropped the ball at home against Vancouver. It was a 1 1 draw. They um, 
four days earlier that had beaten Salt Lake 1-0. That was a tough game. And then on July 30th, they beat Portland 4-1, which was like a, whoa, you know, where did that come from, right? Everything, everyone's hyped, and everyone's, okay, we're back on track, and we're good. And he went Mm -hmm. on a little four, you know, four-game unbeaten streak. Then this is when it started. You lost to Colorado at home, and you're like, okay, well, first time we played Colorado, they were a good team. Now we know that they're probably better than us. Game after that, played at home to San Jose. They were in the middle of their two-month unbeaten streak. Sucks. You probably should have won that game. You didn't win that game. Okay, no need to panic, right? Then you had the LAFC game where they tied 3-3. You came back twice, and you didn't win that game, but it felt like a win. It felt like LAFC um, lost the game, so we forgave them. The following game was in Colorado. We figured uh, this is a really, really tough game. You need to get out of here with, with a draw. That's what happened. All the while, you still haven't won a game in four, in four games. Mm-hmm. We made excuses. And that's when the Houston game happened. And that's when you start. That's when I say, wait a minute. Hold on a second. There, there's something more to this. There's not. It's not just unlucky results or circumstances. There, there's something going on. And there it is. Um, you've been shut out the last two games. Um, and you say to yourself, most of these games were winnable. And you look at the rest of the schedule, RSL, that's a winnable game. LAFC at home, winnable game. Portland at home, tough. But the last time we did that, we played at home, we won 4-1. to one. Houston, winnable game. Dallas, winnable game. On the road to Kansas City, you're losing that game. On the road, Seattle, you're losing that game. And then you finish all that home against Minnesota, winnable game. All those winnable games that you've circled, mm-hmm. right, we've done that in the past. How, how has that worked out in the past five seasons? Mm-hmm. I do not see a game on this schedule where we win a game again. Look, I'm not even going doom and gloom. I'm going by what I'm seeing. Again, you can't beat Austin on the road. You can't beat anybody on the road. You can't beat Houston at home. can't beat anybody at home. It doesn't matter. Because right now, this is who you are. I know at some point, we're going to win a game here. There's no way that we finish with, what, 16 games and not having won a game? No. Like, that's kind of statistically impossible. Yeah. I understand that. So we're going to win somewhere in here. But just right now, the confidence in, for, in, in it is so low. And it's just hard for me to fathom that, okay, where is it possible that we get into the playoffs? Where, what's the scenario that happens where we make the playoffs? And you have to understand that our playoffs are going to be very much like undetermined going into those final three games. And if you need points in Kansas city in Seattle, you're done. You're done. You're not winning those games. So I don't see a scenario at all with the galaxy made the playoffs anymore. Damn. And for what it's worth, I said the galaxy were to make the playoffs this year. And I don't take pleasure in that. I'm right. And I don't, well, I, I don't even see me as like, yeah, 
Let's okay, okay, okay. okay. This, let's, this, let's, let's, I'm okay with this because this is what's supposed to happen. No, 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 because no, no. Hold it, on, it's, no, it's, because it's because true. we saw because we saw such a good a, a positive uh, um, reaction in the in the first half of the season. So let me ask you this. Okay, let's go worst case scenario. Galaxy don't make the playoffs, right? Do you throw out this whole? Like, do you start from scratch again? No, you know, does you Vanny start no. from scratch? No, 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 um, no uh, you uh, don't. And and, and and let me say this. Dennis DeClosa's future is in the air, right? We don't know if he's going to be back next year. In all likelihood, it doesn't sound like he's going to be back. I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's back this year. That means Vanny's going to get the job. That means there's nobody that's going to get in Vanny's way to get the guys that he needs or he feels are going to be successful in this team. Do you have faith that next year Vanny can put together a team that can be competitive in MLS? Because I. As bad as it is right now, I want to say that the Galaxy are very close to being a competitive team in MLS. The Galaxy were very much a competitive team in MLS. And they were with guys that Vanny did pick. These aren't DTK's guys. I, I no, can't imagine no, that these no, are DTK's guys. Uh, well, they're DTK's guys in so much that Vanny went out and said, Hey, right. I want this guy. I want that guy. But that's so. Then that's Vanny's thing. It's I mean, and this is the way it's supposed to go. The general manager asks you pretty much like, "What do you need in order to be successful? What, you know, right? What what type of player? What we're, we're going to build this? It's not just hey, this is a good player. Hey, this is a good player, and this is a good player. They have to work well together, right? They you know this person's strength is going to mesh very well with this person's strength, and this person's weakness uh, probably won't go well with this guy on this side because you know whatever reason you have to build a team where everyone is on the same page connected and just that that perfect machine where it's like hey we complement each other we're gonna have bumps on the road obviously but we overall we are a good team mm-hmm. and again for how many games uh 16 games or so they did it they did it 100% they did it right and did they look good doing it no but you can see that there was that progress and again I can go back and look at posts everyone's saying it you saw that they were moving in the right direction they don't look good but they're starting to get it you saw a system you saw a style and we said when they figure it out they're already winning games imagine when they figure it out that didn't happen. I do believe we have a competitive team. For whatever reason, they've regressed. I don't understand it. This team on paper, and again, we said this for five years, but for the first time, we said we built a solid foundation. We have something to build on. You may not win MLS Cup. You're not going to win MLS Cup this year. But a couple years down the road, this might be a contender. And they made us believe it in the first half of the season. There's no reason to just blow everything up. I still think you have a solid foundation. I still think that if you were to just say, okay, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I don't know anything about what happened in the regular season. They said, okay, yeah, they finished in eighth. Exactly where you predicted. Okay. Would I still be upset? No. The reason I'm upset is because, well, circumstances change as the season goes along, right? You were one of the best teams in the Western Conference. You were literally a victory away from being in first place. 
You right. cannot sit there and tell deserve. me, which we probably didn't deserve, fair enough, but at the same time, they were there. They earned every victory that they, that they, they got. Yep. It wasn't luck. It wasn't they were bailed out. They earned every single victory. Ugly, but they earned it. And that's what made it pretty. So that's what we were saying. Imagine when they figured it out down the road. They're still learning. They're still getting to know each other. When they figure it out, this team is going to be fucking scary. Again, I can look back months ago. Everybody was singing this tune. So there's no reason for me to believe or for anyone to believe that a. Even you said it, that a deep playoff run is on the table all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's where the disappointment comes in. Because circumstances change. You see what happens during the season where you're saying, oh, shit, this kind of surprised us. Take a look at baseball. Another baseball analogy. Christian, if you're listening, there you go. The Giants <laughs> the Giants were picked last at the beginning of the season. They were supposed to finish last. The Dodgers are first place. They got even stronger. The Dodgers right now have 101 wins, and they don't have the best record in baseball. The Giants do. They're going to win the division. Nobody had them in first place. Absolutely nobody. If they don't win the World Series, it's a disappointment. Why? It doesn't matter that like everyone picked them last. No, your expectations have changed. Their fans, I'm sure, are expecting a title. Yeah. They have the best record in baseball. It wouldn't, it would be now a disappointment if they don't win the title. Circumstances change. You can't sit there and tell me, go back. Well, this is a rebuilding year. Yeah, you're kind of correct, but it doesn't mean that. They didn't deserve more at this point for what they showed us. This is a meltdown. In my opinion, this is a meltdown. I just don't understand why it's happening. I have no explanation for it. Nor do I. I don't have an explanation for it. Yeah. Um, um, the, uh, you know, let's it, talk a little. Is it, is, it, is it the yips? Is it the what? Is it the yips? I know you're not supposed to say that too loud. <laughs> Where's that from? Why, why, why am I not? The yips? You don't, you don't know what the yips are from? No, I'm trying to. I, I've okay. heard it. Why, why am I not? It's a, it's, it, it's, a, it's a baseball term. It's when a hitter, when a good hitter, for whatever reason, just can't hit the damn ball. Is that the major? Is that, that's not a major league reference, is I it? I don't think it's major league, no. Okay. Because I've heard that. I'm just whatever. Anyway. I'm shocked that you don't know what that is. I, I'm kind of I'm shocked. I guess yeah, that is kind of weird. Let's talk about the Austin game a little bit here. As I said before, wait, I we weren't played. already talking about the Austin game. Oh well, yeah. I mean, yeah, go, I, I, go I, I guess on, you can give compare me, Austin the with the rest of the season. Give me, give me the stats for the first half because in the middle, at, at the end of the first half, I said the Galaxy should have had at least two goals in that first half, and. It's ridiculous that we haven't been able to finish our chances. And you came back with. Okay. So at the end of the first half, did they have their chances to score? Yeah. There's a couple of plays that in there where you're like, okay, you probably should have done better. And yeah, you probably should have had a goal and you probably should be up. And I understand that finishing was kind of your Achilles heel. At halftime, the Galaxy... The Galaxy's expected goals were 0.17. Whatever chances that they had, they were like half-assed chances. And maybe, op oh, excuse me, maybe optically, 
it looked a little different. I think I personally thought they were half chances. Could something have materialized? Yeah, I probably could have. Could you have done better with what was eventually, you know, what eventually materialized? Absolutely, 100%. And I agree that sometimes stats don't tell a story. We've seen this many times. 0.17 is pretty damn low. You basically... That's, yeah, that's, that's that, nothing. That, that, that's nothing. You, you uh, by, by that stat, you should... No, you should not be up. At, at halftime, the uh, Austin's expected goal was 0. 0.39. So a 0, 0 score line was more than justified for the for the most part. Um, the end of the end of the game stats. That's what I have. I, I wish I was able, I wish I would break it down. But unfortunately, I was driving in that first half. So <laughs> um, while watching the game. So, yeah, they changed my hours of work, guys. I'm sorry. Um, ball position, 60 to 40. We know that the Galaxy can hold possession. They just don't do anything with it. Um, once again, uh, I know during the Scalotto years, that was a problem. When they did have possession, they lost. When they didn't, they won. Um, it it kind of seems that this is the exact same thing. And I think Taylor Twelman kind of said something about it. He said that the Galaxy are a better counterattack team. When they have the ball and other teams are bunkering down, they can't score. They don't score. And they're very vulnerable to the counter. So the Galaxy basically just needs to do the exact opposite. It looks like they have the speed up top. They have Chicharito who can make the runs. They have Cabral that has speed. They have Grand Seer that has speed. And if you, if again, if if you're playing the counterattack perfectly, you have Vasquez that can break somebody loose or Leggett that can break somebody loose. You should probably just give the ball up. Give the ball up. You hunker down. Yeah. Nine men behind the, bo- the, the but, box. But let the them teams, beat But you. if the teams know that, if the teams know that, then it's just, it, it literally is going to be like the soccer game on The Simpsons where they're just passing it in the middle. Um, and nothing's happening. There's, like, there's two ways teams, to approach this, though. It, this if is, you're on the road. This is, something, this is something that we've talked about weeks ago, how teams have figured out, oh, just let Koulibaly have the ball. Like, pressure everybody else, let Koulibaly have the ball, let, let him make that decisive pass to, to, get, to get out of pressure or to build an attack. And two teams I saw do that, back-to-back. And again, they didn't figure it, the tacticians on the Galaxy didn't figure it out. Um, Victor Vasquez, you can give him all the time and space in the world. He's putting in good passes. You have to finish those passes. Legette should have had a goal. Chicha should have had a goal. Cabral, maybe you should pass it a little bit more instead of trying to take a shot. Um, the opportunities were there. Whether we built, yes, we're a better counterattacking team, but if the finishing is off, it doesn't matter how we counter because we're not going to finish those ga- those chances anyway. Um, if we if we build and possess the ball. They're just going to let us have the ball, build and possess all we want and then counter us because we always get caught pushing too far forward because what do they do? They let Kulabali have the ball. And so he pushes forward and then there's a huge wide open gap where he used to be. Um, and, And the game plan seems to be that the attack has to run through Araujo. And so... He's not going to be able to be back to cover Koulibaly. So if they let Koulibaly have the ball and Araujo's stuck way upfield, there's nobody. There's nobody coming on, on that down that side of the defense. And 
and it, they they get too easily stretched. So, well, but again, it's funny whether they have whether they have the ball or whether they're countering, they're not fast enough in transition to counter properly. It's funny because again, these were not problems that you had at the beginning of the season, right? You were countering because teams didn't you were also that, hadn't figured them out yet. I, but I, now I, they I, did. I guess I guess it has to be that it has to be that because it's just it's just kind of weird that you know. Vanny, uh, again, Vanny adjusted. Vanny was able to adapt to the game, and all of a sudden, it, 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 he looks kind of clueless. Um, like, everyone is just, you know, it, it's just odd. It's just really, really odd right now. Um, w- when you look at some of the chances that the Galaxy took, they, they took 15 shots. At the end of the game, they had a, an expected goal of 1.09. So they should have scored one goal. 1.09. So just, so just that one goal. Um Austin, by the way, 0.73. So Austin actually <laughs> really, yeah, really <laughs> overachieved. Um, and you can kind of blame the Galaxy defense on that one. Everything else was somewhat even. Total shots, 15 to 12 in favor of the Galaxy. Chances created, 14 to 11 in favor of the Galaxy. The best chance for the Galaxy, at least statistically, um, Chicharito had it in the 85th minute. Um, they were down 2-0 at this point. Um, so even if the goal goes in, it doesn't really matter. You're still losing the game. Um, but that that ch- uh, chance that he took, I think it was a header. Um, that had an expected goal of... Uh, that chance, that shot, had an expected goal of 0.48. Uh, so still wasn't like one of those, like, yeah, you definitely 100% need to score that. But that was your best opportunity, uh, statistically. As far as ex- expected goals are concerned, he had one in the uh, second minute, very early on, uh, middle of the box. Took, takes a shot that was saved. That expected goal was zero point zero nine. It was a low <laughs> expectation. Yeah, a low wow. expectation. So, so yeah. So there's like just some really, really weird ones. That Cabral shot zero point zero six. Um, <coughs> uh, he did. I think he had one on goal, um, but it was from a really like. Bad angle. It wasn't like yeah. in front of goal. 0.04. So the chances, again, they're like half chances. They're not something that should, you know, it's creating something out of nothing. You don't have Zlatan on your team anymore, where like this is an expected goal of zero, but Zlatan's going to fucking score it. Right? right. Um, you don't have that type of player anymore. Um, it's just a, it's, I don't think they played horrible. I just, the result is is what makes it horrible. Um, and obviously, when you're not scoring goals, you, you can't really make a case that they played well. It's just it, it just doesn't work that way. Um, and again, stats don't win you games. It's you know, it's just it's just frustrating all around. And um, and again, I mean, if you're not winning these games what games are you going to win but that's the thing i i don't this is where i feel that the season kind of is is done for me as far as um but i don't i just don't think that it should be blown up it's year one and um it wasn't supposed to be perfect they uh you know misguided us (laughs) obviously (laughs) well and and, uh, and don't forget don't forget that the galaxy i mean sorry not the galaxy toronto had a near record-breaking season, and then were just shit the following season because they had a, just a 
all the injuries. All the I think. injuries, right? Yeah. Um, and then they came back the next, the following year, and I think that's the year they won MLS Cup, right? No, I think they made MLS Cup. I don't think they won it. Was that the year that Seattle won it? I I don't despite know. not having a shot on goal. <laughs> uh, no, that was that was during their like record breaking run. Yeah. Um, that um, but uh, no, I think like they already won a cup when they had all the injuries. Yeah, and then they came back, and then I think that they were like in like the fifth seat or something, and they ended up like making the cup. I think I think that's the way I remembered it. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I I thought Danny had a lot of problems, but he had good problems. Um, I he's got to figure it out. Yeah. Um, he you know he, he obviously teams have figured him out. Looks like um, he's gonna have to readjust. He's gonna have to figure out like uh, how to get around it. And, yeah, um, this is where he earns his money. You know, he's he's got to figure it out. And and yeah, um, yeah. How, how long if, talking... if, if if DTK doesn't come back next season, and it kind of seems like he he won't, and Greg Vanny does become the GM coach, um. How long do you give Greg Vanny? It's a it, it's a reset at that point. At that point, it's a reset. You know, is it? It's, I don't know. It's you give him what three years, right? From that point, he would have. The the thing is, is that this team we said it. This team is built or set for the next three to five years. The way the contracts were um, were made, it wasn't loan. It wasn't a one shot. It wasn't a you know, it's it's a one and done. All these players will be here, or most of them. I, I mean, I, I got to figure that Julian Araujo will go on to bigger and better things, as will Alvarez. Um, Chicharito will not be here after next season. I doubt that he'd be. Um, um, I, I doubt that they'd pick up his option. Um, it wasn't Greg Lanny's guy. I'm sure they'll find he'll find someone else. Um, but Cabral's going to be here. Gilbert's going to be here. Francier is going to be here. Sega is going to be here. Revelison is going to be here. Williams is going to be here. Um, Ahamalina is doing pretty well. I have to imagine that he 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 might be picked up because I think is this he, I think he's loaned. Is he though? Is he doing well? A lot of people are kind of getting on his case about. I mean, he's doing a lot in the attack, but his on the attack, is, which is, is which is what Greg Vanny sorely wants lacking, him to do, right. right? And which is what Greg Vanny wants him to do. It's but I think Viafania is a little bit more balanced in that in that uh, portion. But again, like that's also a situation where Viafania is not the 30, youngest guy. Right. Yeah, he's he's exactly. he's getting old. So right, you know. Um, but you know, these guys are going to be here. The foundation, the core, is going to be there. You know, Jonathan Dos Santos is not going to be here next year. Um, so he's going to have a DP to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, uh, he'll be signed for, uh, I got to assume, three to four years. Uh, and Chicharito won't be here after next season. There's another DP spot that's open. Cabral will still be here. That second DP will still be here. Now you're going to have a third DP. Along with, again, that, those same guys that I just mentioned. They're here already. And by that third season, if you're not in the playoffs, if you're not making a legitimate, even if it's a dark horse run, where you're saying, hey, this at the beginning of the season, if they're not predicting the Galaxy are dark horse, you might have to start looking at like, what's going on. You know, you can forgive it this season to some degree, to some degree, because I still think this is a, a, a meltdown. But 
by if next season you're not making the playoffs or you're struggling to make the playoffs, let's uh let's there's not a, forget there's a problem. Let's not forget um that there's a certain someone that's still sitting in an office that nobody's really talking about anymore. Um no no I I know that everybody's still there and and what did we say about what did I say that regardless of who you're signing it's really hard for me to get hyped because as long as that person in the office remains in the office everyone's going to yep. fail. Yep. Everyone's and and look fail. again he did a good job. He did a good job of shutting up, getting out of the way. Not too many people are talking about that anymore. For but I mean, you know, look, what what had we been talking about for, for years? But for what it's worth, culturally, right. yeah, the galaxy is broken, right? And you know, they tried with Siggy, they tried with D, with uh, GBS, they were not able to recover from that culture. I feel like Vanny has is the first uh, coach with the opportunity to rebuild that culture, but you need to give them the time to do that, and. You you know you look at Kalichman came in you look at um, once once again Kevin Hartman not a problem at the beginning of the season not a problem yes yes culture changed so what's well that's what we thought happened but Mm. what happens when you get a bunch of new people in a thing everybody's optimistic oh yeah we're gonna do great it's gonna be great you know whenever a new president comes into office and 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 we get a Congress with the majority you know, one party or the other, oh, we're going to get all this stuff done. And then it just kind of just bogs back down into just the same shit slog. So, you know, maybe that's what's happening with the galaxy. Um, I, I I have to be optimistic because that's just who I am. I'm optimistic um, that it'll get figured out. And I think that if Vanny gets that, that GM job that is being vacated by DTK, I think that there's a good opportunity for... Klein to finally just get really pushed way, 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 way to the background. This is why you have me on the show because you have something to talk about. I am pessimistic. It's just the way I am, and <laughs> it's just this. It's um, it's it's unfortunate. I, I I would like to be optimistic if there's a reason for me, but I also have regressed back to uh, this, this this you know this team made me believe, and I was up there, but you know. I, uh, as Bobby would say, I'm, I'm going by what I see, not by you know what I think is going to happen or what I thought happened or uh, what I wanted to happen. Uh, right now, it's you look, you, you're not playing well, and yeah, that's what I have to go by right now. You know, my opinion might change in a month, right? Like all of a sudden, like you know, they shut me up and they win the next four or five games. You know, who knows? And maybe, hey, maybe we're back. It just kind of depends. But I even said during the seven on game on B streak, I even said, okay, hold on a second. Like I can't just jump the ship in one game or one result. Well, it's it's gonna be two months now. So I I think it's safe for me to say, yeah, it, the tides have turned and we <laughs> probably not a good team. Um and you know, obviously listen to balls and peers for our predictions and uh, obviously you, you kind of know where I'm going with mine, but um you know, if if you're not depressed already, th- think of it this way: that there's the, the Galaxy are now on. We'll be playing three games in eight days. Right? So you played on Sunday. You're gonna play Wednesday. You're gonna play Sunday again. You're gonna you're, and we know how well the Galaxy do during that time, especially when two games are on the road. That final game, regardless of who you're playing, has never ever been good to us. We've been 
outscored. I, I don't know what the, I, I should have looked this up, but in that third game, in those seven or eight or nine days, in that third game, we've always conceded at least three goals. And by the way, that third game this week, it's LAFC. So yeah, we're um, going to score three goals. It's going to be three, uh, three. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that's probably what you're hoping for. Uh, but um, yeah, that, that third game has not been kind yeah. to us. We've looked sluggish. We've looked slow. We've looked lethargic. We looked um, disinterested. But it's, it's against <laughs> LAFC. It's it, not, it you know, this is. is, this is a different animal altogether. And, and listen, we talked about it a little bit. The Don, there's going to be the Donovan statue unveiling, which I'm supremely looking forward to um, as it's been well documented on this show. Um, Landon Donovan is one of my favorite all-time players. <clears throat> I named my firstborn son after him. So I'm pretty invested in him getting honored uh, in, in this, uh, in, in this way. I think he, he, you know, obviously deserves a statue. I'm, I'm really happy for him to see what he's doing with the, with San Diego loyal. Um, and, you know, Donovan is, is, uh, the greatest American soccer player, um, in, in the history of the United States. Um, and if you want to know more about that, <laughs> I'm working on a little something for issue three of the L- issue three of the LA as our house magazine. But before we even get to that, we will be at the stadium. We will have the magazine issue two of the magazine. If you have not picked it up, we've got articles, uh, interviews with MERS. Lewis, you wrote what two, three articles for, three. for this one. Uh, three. you wrote three of them. Uh, I wrote something about the uh, Liga G um, 96. That is, is just a phenomenal entry into the Galaxy community, you know, ethos. Um, Michelle Hutink of Simply Soccer and I wrote uh, uh, something about the um, first full capacity game of uh, of the the season after you know after all the COVID turmoil. So um, we're putting out this magazine and we're trying really hard to do good work. I mean, props to Bobby. Obviously he's the one that is putting in the work, putting in the design. Um, you know, we're writing the words, but he's the one that's, that's sort of like art directing the whole thing. And he's done a phenomenal job. He's got, we've got um, Janelle and uh, Alyssa. Uh, everybody knows them from, uh, <laughs> from the supporter group from, uh, you know, they're, they're in pretty much every ad the galaxy puts out. Um, we've got them in their life in the lifestyle of a G section. So it's it's a really, really good and well put together thing. So we're gonna be selling copies at the stadium. I'm gonna have sticker packs at the stadium. Um, we've got some new stickers, guys. No more, not just Elias or house logos. We've got some fun designs that um, I think people are really gonna like. So um, I'm excited that you know we'll be at the stadium. We'll be tailgating. We'll be there all day. Um, as Lewis said, there's a lot of hype for this. Uh, I'm hoping that that this is the one that breaks that. Um, you know, every time the the, the fans get hyped for something, uh, they disappoint. I don't think that's going to be the case this time because El Trafico is never disappoint. The game itself never disappoints, <laughs> but um, uh, we'll see how our team plays. I, I know they get hyped up for this, so. Uh, hopefully this, hopefully that's what snaps them back, you know, into, you know, whatever they need to be to make that playoff push here in that final month of the season. We're in October guys. Like, wow. Um, so this is it. Like, this is, this is the final lap. This is like that final turn. So, 
Um, yeah, it's now or never. Uh, I said September. I said it. September is going to be the breaker, like make or break month. You will see the galaxy's fate in September. There it is, guys. You, you, you've, you saw the September that we had. Um, it doesn't look good. Um, it almost seems like the fate is all but, you know, written. But um, I guess we'll have to see what happens. I hope I'm proven wrong. Yeah. That's not likely. All right. Well, um, that's, it. That, that's, that's it. So that's, that's all I that's got. That's gonna do it. Wow. What way to end this on a on a downer. Thanks a lot, Lewis. Um, oh, okay. That's what we do. <laughs> coming <laughs> that's from coming just from you. What we do. <laughs> uh, listen, guys. Uh, like I said. Um, if you want to pre-order the magazine, we'll have a copy for you. Go to eliezerhouse.com. Go play balls and beers on eliezerhouse.com. You know what? Just go to eliezerhouse.com because that's where all of our stuff is. Um, our socials are, are starting to get uh, a lot better content. Uh, if you haven't checked out our Instagram, eliezerhouse, uh, go check that out because we're getting some really good, really good stuff. We're putting up more and more. We're getting uh, the media calls um, from the Galaxy direct from them and posting them to our socials, to the podcast feed to uh our instagram and our instagram stories um so we're we're really really trying to get more and more and better content out there and that starts with the magazine so if you guys like it if you guys like what we do if you don't like what we do and you still want to support us anyway thank you but <laughs> go to eliezerhouse.com uh you know, pre-order yourself a magazine. We'll have physical copies at the stadium. I mean, guys, if you haven't seen them, they're gorgeous. They really, really are. Like, I'm, I'm gonna have to buy another full price one for Bobby because that fool won't give me, uh, you know, <laughs> give it to me at cost. Um, and and we're gonna have sticker packs, like I said. So, uh, please go check us out. And uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, and we'll see you guys uh, next week, hopefully with something better to talk about. <laughs> stories for sure yeah <laughs> all right you guys thank you for listening this is episode 237 this is david signing off later and we'll see you guys next week bye thank you for listening to la is our house follow us on our website la is our house.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.